1: And with that, we are back. The ACL pod featuring Cap and Wags. I am ACL, he is Wags. Happy New Year, everybody. 2024 is here. We're on X, we're on Instagram, at the Real Minister, ACL at Cap and Wags. ACL sports.com is the website. Off last week for the holidays. Back. National championship game. A few days away. NFL Week 18 is here. Lots of playoff scenarios. Lots of interesting playoff scenarios that we will get to. Super Bowl futures, divisional futures, divisional odds, up for grabs this weekend in NFL Week 18. The As we mentioned, the national semifinal games happen this weekend. Michigan versus Washington. Michigan minus four, four and a half, even five in some shops. If you look as of taping now, Wednesday afternoon, usual time here. Total 55 and a half. Wags, Happy New Year, my man. Ready to talk a little college, a little NFL today.
0: Yeah, happy new year, 2024, always, uh, you know, just exciting to get into a new year, start fresh, uh, however, you guys are are doing that, whether that's here in sports and sports investing, or if it's, uh, you know, personally at home doing your job, whatever, but it's always, always good to kind of just start fresh, uh, that, that whole clear your, you know. Schedule, clear your mind. New slate. So, a new slate. Yeah, if you will. Exactly. A little mindfulness and, and look into twenty twenty four. Big things coming. So uh love that. Yeah, definitely looking to talk a little uh football here. You know, obviously we're we're exiting bowl season. We still have the national championship ahead of us. And um yeah, I mean week eighteen of the NFL season and then the playoffs. So a lot of teams actually uh, still in the hunt and, and must win situations here.
1: More so than ever before, actually. I was looking at some numbers. There are more teams eligible still for the playoffs this late in the year than there ever had before. We'll talk about some of those scenarios, some of those must-wins, which does not mean must-cover. There's a sharp guy out there that once said, if you must win in the final week of the NFL season, you must not be that good. So always factor that in. Uh, When you are... You know, just auto betting these teams that must win in the NFL. But before we touch upon the NFL, we mentioned college football, national semis this past weekend. Both games literally coming down to the last play of the game. I was on Alabama plus two. I felt like I deserved a little bit better on that bet. But here we are. Michigan, Washington. In the last, I don't want to say hour or so wags, we have seen some money come in on Michigan. again. we're taping this Wednesday afternoon for those that are listening later in the week. The number certainly could be different by then. But as of now, one sharp shop went up to Michigan minus five, total sitting 55 and a half. I think this is Harbaugh's last game at Michigan. I think he knows that potential large sanctions are coming next year for him, for this program. I think he's going to wind up going back to the NFL. He has hired an agent that has some ties to certain teams Uh, in the National Football League. You can actually bet on uh, next the next head coach of certain teams, right? So bet online, next Chargers head coach, if you want to take a look at the Chargers. Jim Harbaugh is the favorite, plus 150. So there's obviously been some speculation that Bill Belichick may go there, but I certainly think Harbaugh's either going to go there or the Raiders. So take a look at those two bets if you want to get in on some features there. But yeah, just one other aspect to the handicap wags. Harbaugh's last game, is it going to matter? Are they going to have extra motivation, etc.? No slouch on the other end, though. Michael Pinnock's rising up draft boards literally with every play this past this past weekend. Looked absolutely amazing. That that kind of wrist flick. I thought I was watching Michael Vick out there. Looked incredible. Caleb DeBoer, one of the most underrated, best head coaches in the entire country versus Harbaugh. I cannot wait for this game Monday night.
0: Yeah, look, the Monday night game is going to be great. I'd be remiss if I didn't touch upon um, you know, uh, some analysis here after the two semifinal games. Look, so many, quote, experts, and I use these quotes um, because, you know, I guess they're talking heads on some of the big um, stations. Look, say that this was a poorly coached game by Saban, his worst and whatnot. Look. They said he didn't make any adjustments. I think, personally, that's a bunch of bull. I think yeah. Alabama, first half, couldn't do a damn thing. Their only touchdown came off a muffed punt. Michigan's defensive line crashing through. Alabama could not do anything. Uh, Milrow was getting sacked left and right. Their center had the yips because these Michigan defensive lineman, you know, he was trying to make the calls and and, and snap and, and, and make it, you know, try to get, get to them and, and he couldn't do anything and, you know, it turned into bad snaps. Um, look, I think the second half Alabama came to life both on offense and defense. I think Um, for the third quarter and half of the fourth quarter, Michigan couldn't do anything, especially offensively. I mean, the Alabama defense, um, you know, really had their way with them, um, and and Michigan's defensive line in those, you know, that quarter and a half were stymied by the Alabama offensive line. So, I think the adjustments were made, and in my opinion, Michigan at the end of the day, you know, you could say, look, you were splitting hairs here. It was just a better team. I think it had nothing to do with coaching as much as. The Michigan defensive line dominated Alabama's offensive line. I think they were clearly better. Um, They also adjusted on the fly well, made the stops when they need to. And I think athletically, yeah, you could probably give the nod slightly to Alabama, but Michigan was able to hang, do their thing. Um, But the fact was Michigan was able to dominate in the trenches, and that's what gave Michigan the edge. And to touch on the Washington-Texas game, look, Washington was impressive. I mean, you mentioned Penix he I, I was a huge proponent of pennix from the get-go i mean i'm talking about before the season started yep. if you remember that was my guy to win the heisman yep. um and, and personally i think he got snubbed um i think he came out he played angry he played with a chip in, on his shoulder and he played incredible against texas um honestly i, I don't think i can think more highly than i do of pennix right now um <laughs> And I think that he's the best prospect in this quarterback class. And, yes, ahead of Caleb Williams, ahead of Drake May, ahead of Bo Nix, ahead of Jordan Travis, ahead of J.J. McCarthy, who, in my opinion, was ordinary against Alabama. Yeah, he went against Alabama, but, you know, some of the things he did were not that great. And, you know, I, you look at Kuyper, and everybody looks at Kuyper and talks about Kuyper. Like, Kuyper is the best job. He, I don't know how he got to where he is, but he did. He's wrong almost every time. <laughs> but he still has this same job over and over and over again. Lifetime well, contract over there. It's it's unbelievable. Hey, look, kudos to him. I like. I'm not. I'm not trying to to rain on his parade. But like, it's just kind of confusing. Um, but I think this week they're going to have a slightly tougher test. Look, Texas defense is good this year. Michigan's defense is tougher. Definitely going to be a struggle for Washington. So we'll see if he can continue to to kind of impress on the big, biggest stage. Um, and again, I don't want to take away from Penix at all, but I will say that Romo Dunze is one of the best wide receivers that I've ever seen play. Yep. Ever, ever. Yep. And I'm saying that this guy will have a very long career and could go down as one of the greatest receivers of all time. That's, I mean, you can mark it down here, wherever you want. This guy is legit. Um, so, you know, the, the, that's my take, you know, as far as this game coming up. Yeah. And Harbaugh, I think it's his last game. And, you know, some people might say, mm, yeah, well, you know, are the player's going to get up. Yeah. The player's going to get up. The players want to get a national championship. They want to win a ring. It's not about, you know, are they going to get up for the coach? They're going to get up for themselves. Um, you know, there's a slight letdown uh, here because Michigan you could say argue that hey they played Alabama and they could have viewed that as the national championship game because you know the winner of Texas and uh, Washington is eh. but you know what we got one verse two Washington did what they had to do all year they played great teams out in the Pac-12 you know uh, RIP Pac-12 um, but they're legit, you know. Their offense is stacked against anybody. They did it time and time again, and you know they they've been basically um, squashing all the. Yes, I'm going to use this word in the legit word sense. All the naysayers out there against Washington. Um, the fa- the fact of the matter is, they have squashed those naysayers over and over and over. Washington deserves to be here. Um, you know, a, a, and that's it. And I think the only argument that could be made on like which team should was left out is Georgia.
1: If Georgia's playing in this game Monday night, they're favored over both these teams. A hundred percent. It's, 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 it's just a fact. Hundred so, Yep. They, so. they,
0: had, they, they, they let, they had the biggest letdown loss yep. pretty much of all time. And it was against their biggest rival in the sec title game. Um, and they're they're probably here as a favorite and we're probably talking about Georgia and Michigan in in a great national title game or Georgia and Washington depending on how it rolled out.
1: Absolutely. You know that that, that the going back to the Alabama game for those that are sitting with Alabama plus 2 have over 45 and a half. <laughs> it truly is a game of inches, right? Michigan misses an extra point. A lot of people forget this in Yeah, that the, that game's under. Exactly. So if they hit that extra point, then they probably win the game twenty one twenty. Yep. Because that's how it kind of played out with the math in the second half. Alabama covers, game goes under. Instead, it's twenty to twenty, you have overtime, game goes over, Michigan covers. So a lot of times with these with these games, it's it's truly a game of inches. The punt return, the the um, the uh, drop punt, I should say, yep. by Michigan at the end, if that ball goes an extra three feet into the end zone and that's a safety. he gets tackled for a safety 22 to 20 game over. Right. So things like that. Um, I yeah, thought Michigan yeah, looked good matters, to your yeah. point about the whole adjustments. I thought Nick Saban was masterful as far as his adjustments at halftime.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you, heard, was, you, sh- you should have heard it on exactly. some of these stations, yeah. they were talking about how Saban didn't make any adjustments. And I'm like sitting there, like, did you watch the same game I watched? Because he made great adjustments. They at halftime,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. At halftime, yeah. they were
0: getting manhandled in the first half, and and yeah, it was a close game. Of what, thirteen ten? It could have been twenty-one seven or twenty-one yeah. three, and and or seventeen or whatever you want to say. But the the fact is, he made those adjustments, and the the next quarter and a half, I think everybody was like, "Bama's going to win this game."
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he they were uh, they were significant favorites on the live line in the fourth quarter. I mean, they were up. Were they up? I believe. Seven on either three or seven with the ball, like three yeah, minutes 12, left in the no, game. They
0: had twenty to thirteen. Sorry, I mean, you're Michigan's right. By yeah, seven, yeah.
1: twenty to thirteen with the ball, three minutes left, and I think it was third and four. And yep. they miss it. There's some speculation they might go for it. Anyway, anyway, they wind up punting. Machine goes all the so way down. Said, but I mean it's
0: watching I, with my dad. I said, you know, Go what? for it, yeah. Go for it. Fourth and four. Look, the I, I said this exact day. I said, Well he should go for it. He's got Saban career wise has nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. He can go down as he's going to go down as the greatest coach in college football history regardless. And if he goes for it and gets it, it's just, over. I, yeah. Right. And if he misses it, you know, it is what it is. You can't lose unless they go for two at the end. Right. Of, which and, and they probably would have had more time on the clock.
1: Exactly. They still would have had to go 60 yards, Michigan scores, and then you have even more time Alabama goes down, kicks field goal. So, yep. Yep. It is, what it is we go. Hindsight, hindsight. Yeah, it should be a great game Monday night. The package is up. Obviously, a lot more props up for the National Title Game, player props, game props, etc. So every year we really add those to that card on Monday night uh for the national title game. So that is up now. Moving over back to the National Football League. Week eighteen. Obviously, lots of lines we'll touch upon that when we get to fishy lines. Every other game is seemingly a fishy line in week eighteen. Week eighteen, NFL. Three words. Information, information, information. It is all about who's in, who's out, who's resting, what teams have locked up, seating, what teams don't care, motivation as well. But week 18 truly is a information-based scenario where you are betting on who's going to play, how long will they play. Sometimes these guys play for the first half, first quarter, et cetera. Starters, quarterbacks really need to be focusing on that throughout the week. Coaches, press conferences, practice reports, et cetera. So we are dialed into that as we make our card here for nfl week 18 um as i mentioned off the top i will say this again and and i've been tweeting this out i say this every single year must win week 18 does not mean must cover a lot of times you are paying a basically a point spread tax on the teams that the narrative all week is they have to win the game to get in it's not only a narrative it's a fact in certain cases you know the green bay packers they need to win to get in Texans, Colts, the winner gets in. Certain teams need to get in to win the division. Buffalo Bills, we'll talk about them a little bit as well. That's a, a massive game as far as just playoff divisions, et cetera. So always be looking at that. What would the number on this line be if not for this narrative that, oh my gosh, the team has to win, so therefore they're going to come out and, and, and play great? Well, look, the Ravens and the 49ers don't have to win because they're good. They're, they've locked up the one seed in their respective conference. Some of these other teams that have to win to get in, they're in that situation because they haven't been that good for the previous 17 weeks. So all of a sudden, people are saying, oh, well, you know, they have to win this game. So they're just going to come out and look great. The other team, in some cases, doesn't care, is playing for nothing except for pride. And you are paying a tax on that point spread. So just something to kind of look out there for Week 18. Wags, any thoughts Week 18 here generally going forward here? Anything you're kind of looking out for as we approach the final week of the NFL here?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, uh, time and time again, we see teams that are in must-win situations and they come out flat. So Mm -hmm. don't be surprised and don't always go run to the team who needs to win because it's it's not all the time does that happen. Um, To your point, yes. There's no doubt that just because they're favorites and they need to win, yes, they can win, and yes, they don't have to cover. So... Keep that in mind as well. Um, I have, uh, down here, six, seven, eight, nine, I think 11 teams that are fighting for a playoff spot. Now, not all of them have the same and equal share of getting one of those playoff spots. I mean, one of those is the Vikings. (laughs) Not only do the Vikings need to win, they need like 17 things to happen in order to get in. Um, and the other are the bills. Mm -hmm. I mean, the bills might not even get in. They need to win and, um, look, they win, they they're in, uh, and also, they could, um, I think if, if the Steelers or Jaguars, if, if, the, if the Bills lose,
1: yeah. And, and we'll, we'll touch on it. If the Bills lose and then the Steelers and the Jags win, the Bills are out. So they, right. they go from the two seed and the third Super Bowl favorite to literally missing the playoffs. Exactly. Great.
0: Exactly. So, you know, there, there's a lot of scenarios here. Um, the, the NFC South is literally up for grabs for, you know, three teams. You got the Bucks, mm-hmm. Falcons, and Saints fighting for that. And, um, you know that there's there's so much there's so many scenarios i you know you can't go through them all but um it's going to mm-hmm. be interesting acl do you have any that you know you want to touch upon uh that are you know
1: interesting to you one that's really interesting to me wags is is um this eagles giants game so a couple weeks ago i think it was I think it was the Christmas Day game, if I'm not mistaken. Giants at Eagles. Eagles get out to like minus 14 and a half. Closes 14 and a half point favorites. This week, a couple weeks later, obviously we know what's happened with the Eagles. They just lost to the Cardinals. They looked awful. The Giants, no surprise, have looked a little bit better once they put in Tyrod. And now we've seen a 10-point swing in this spread. Nine and a half, 10-point swing in this spread. And that's not due to just um, going from at Philly to at the Giants. Right? So... At what point <clears throat> does the hate, if you will, on the Eagles become a situation where it's a by low spot on this Eagles team? Now, then you ask yourself, well, what's the playoff motivation? Well, if the Cowboys lose and the Eagles win, the Eagles win the, win the division. So the Cowboys, they're probably not going to lose. They're minus 13, minus 14 athletic commanders. However, and the league does a really good job with this as far as time slots, that those two games are on at the exact same time. So it's not like, you know, the Commanders-Cowboys game is on at one and the Eagles game is on at four. So they all already know, at least to start out the game, for all the Eagles know, the Cowboys are choking, blowing the game, whatever. They have high motivation to win that game. Now at halftime, if they look up and see the Cowboys are winning 38 to nothing at the Commanders, they will probably going to rest some guys in the second half. So in that situation, I'm always looking at first half bets, right? Eagles first half, if you can get it under a field goal, not the worst bet in the world. Um, that kind of a thing. So you always want to look at when are the games being played, the times, the Bills-Dolphins game is interesting because that's at night, that's Sunday night. So we'll talk about that in a little bit as far as what the Bills will know by then. But always look at what time the game is being played, first half versus second half, because a lot of times these guys certainly will rest, guys, second half if they know that they cannot improve their playoff positioning.
0: Yeah, and and it just came out today. I think the Chiefs and the Browns are resting everybody, yep, um, because they're locked into their seeds, and you know they there's no reason to risk injury. Um, Holmes
1: is officially out for the Chiefs. Yeah, the line yep. steamed a three and a half even. I saw in some shops today.
0: Totally, I do also want to bring this up because I think this is hilarious, and it literally just came across my bottom line, if you will. Um, and we were talking about this earlier with the Alabama center having the yips the Alabama center is now entered the transfer portal.
1: Oh, shocking. Yeah. Sa-
0: Saban basically I'm sure said, see ya, you're done. And uh, he probably got a ton of hate sadly from fans and, and others and, and probably Saban was just like, Hey man, if you can't handle the pressure, you're not part of our team. And and that was it. So sad. Yeah. But uh, someone will pick up, obviously, a great center. Um, you know, it didn't work out for him in the national semifinals. But, um, yeah, no, But I mean, back to back to pro. Uh, yeah. The the fact is, like, there are so many must win scenarios. You know, you mentioned the Eagles. It's definitely a, an interesting uh, game. And, and the fact that they're only five is kind of a four iodine. and a half now, yeah, four yep. and a half. Uh, geez, Approaching it's... four. <laughs> yeah. Well, my guess is they, they'll likely be resting a lot of players, right? I mean, they, they've, they've locked us, they've, they're locked in, right? They're, they're not getting You're, home fields. You
1: don't think Dallas has any real chance of losing to Washington? No. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: I don't. I, I, I don't think that um, I'd be shocked mm-hmm. if the commander scored it more than a touchdown, to be honest. I mean, I think that Dallas, Dallas is going to come and, and and handle business in my opinion. And uh Eagles would just be resting and, and kind of hanging out. But, yeah, to your point, manage the, the halves, right? Like, look at those halftime spreads, and, and you know, you, you can get some value there.
1: The likely, almost certainly, final game in the Ron Rivera era. Congratulations to Commanders fans well, come Monday morning.
0: You mentioned coaching, and you're talking about Harbaugh, and you talk about the, you know, who do you mention? The Chargers? Yep. And you mentioned and the, the Raiders. Raiders. So those are the I two think- for him. Yeah, look. If I'm the Raiders, I'm I'm keeping Pierce. I Are think you? I'm
1: not. Okay. okay. I think
0: I think he's done a great job. I think the players have rallied around him, and and why not give him a shot? That said, I get it. You know, I you know you you want to win. You want to win now. You can't take your chances. And if you can get Harbaugh, you go get Harbaugh. So I can see that. My thing is Bill Belichick to the Commanders. Mm-hmm. I said it. Mm-hmm. I think last week. I think I may have even said it the week before. Um, I think it lines up. Rivera is going to be out. Belichick is a, he's from that area he's a Navy guy. Um, he's got ties to the area. I think it's a good fit. Now, the only thing that might not be a good fit is like, does Belichick want to go to a team that's rebuilding, rebuilding? Yep. I think they're somewhat on the way up. You know, they, they did trade their, you know, their two best defensive linemen doesn't help, but, um, <clears throat> You know it'd be an interesting fit, and if Belichick does want to have that situation and probably, um, you know, work with a team in in an area and and kind of retire in that area, it could be a good fit. So that's kind of why I lean to Belichick to the Commanders.
1: Shout out to our guy Dave Mason and BetOnline for putting these ob- odds up. They they have uh where will Bill, where will Bill Belichick be coaching Week One of this upcoming season? Commanders two to one favorites. Chargers plus two seventy five. Panthers interesting plus three seventy five. Bears eight to one Raiders eight to one. So um, if you think he's going to go to the commanders, go, you can take a look at that two to one. I agree with you. I mean, for him, it's all about breaking the record at this point. I think he picks the team that gives him the best opportunity to do that right away. And that would be having Justin Herbert as your quarterback, not having Drake may most likely as the number two pick and having to kind of, first of all, hope that he's good. And second of all, wait for him to, you know, get accustomed to the NFL and all that kind of, kind of deal. So, Chargers would be my pick for Bill Belichick.
0: Now, if you're the Chargers and you had a choice between Harbaugh and Belichick, who are you taking? Harbaugh. Same. Harbaugh. I think he's younger. I mean, the fact is, like, in an ideal situation, and that's what you hope when you make a hire, it's a long-term hire. Yep. Belichick. Only had you know has a, a certain amount of years left in you know I'm sure he can coach until he passes, but he's a lot older than Harbaugh. Harbaugh's from the area, you know, San Diego area. He started at University of San Diego, and mm-hmm. I know they're not the San Diego Chargers anymore. You don't have to tweet at me, um, but you got it. I take it's, your
1: point. I take your point. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it all makes sense, and I think um, you know the Chargers go after Harbaugh. Harbaugh to. To the Chargers makes a lot of sense.
1: I agree with that. All right, moving along to fishy lines of the week. What is this? It is a line that uh, Wags and I each identify that you have to take a look at it, do a double take. Is someone out? Is someone hurt? Is Vegas trying to trap you? Is something going on? Week 18, Wags NFL is basically fishy line 101. Every other game, if not m- m- many more than that, is essentially a fishy line. So have your pick at the board, my man. Which which game NFL Week eighteen you want to highlight as your fishy line of the week?
0: Fishy line. Look uh, to me. Yes, there are so many fishy lines this week. It's Week eighteen. I want to be real with it, right? I want to see. I want to go to a game that is not necessarily, you know, one team playing, one team possibly not. I'm going to two teams that are fighting for a playoff spot. I'm looking at the Colts and the Texans game, Um, both nine and seven Colts, the host team to the Texans Colts are six and two in their last eight, both losses on the road in that time, Texans three and three in the last six. Yes. One of those losses was without Stroud. The other two, he was there. One of those losses was against the jets 30 to six, Now, to me, this game is fairly even. Maybe I say Texans are a slight favorite on a neutral field. But I'm looking at this game, you know, look, let's say it's one and a half Texans. Well, on the road in Indy, that means Indy should be one or one and a half. But the fact is, Houston is the favorite on the road Something is a bit fishy here. I'm going to dig in more this week. Um, I'm definitely leaning Houston in some sort of capacity here. Um, yeah, they look—they are a slightly better team on a neutral field, but in a must-win game, I think a lot of the public will flock to the home team, getting you know a point and a half. And the fact is that the Colts have looked good—six wins in their last eight. Um, you know, to me, it's which Houston team are you going to get it? I think that this game is going to be a really good, exciting game. I think there possibly could be a lot of points scored here. Um, and, you know, give me Stroud in a shootout.
1: Yeah, this line was interesting. We saw Colts minus one pick 'em earlier in the week. In the last 24 hours, significant syndicate money came in on the Texans. So, And that has nothing to do with information whatsoever. That is an opinion. Zero information. Everyone's playing. No, nobody's sitting out. As you mentioned, Wags, both teams winning. They're in high motivation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Going from plus one, meaning the Texans, to minus one and a half within 24 hours. Significant move there. My fishing line, as I mentioned, look, you could have your pick at on, on the board here. But if you're the casual fan, you don't necessarily pay attention to you know people sitting out. We 10, You're just looking at the board. Chiefs plus three and a half at the Chargers is is <laughs> probably the fishiest line of the year. Just looking oh, yeah. at the teams, you know, Easton Stick minus three and a half, and someone might say, "Oh, Patrick Mahomes." No, Patrick Mahomes is not playing. It's the Blaine Gabbert show. They announced that this afternoon. Nobody's going to be playing for the Chiefs. That said, that said, you know, are the Chiefs backups <laughs> three and a half points worse to Easton Stick and basically a JV team that the Chargers are putting out there, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um. Does Andy Reid want to play some guys? Because it's not like this team has gelled at, even at this point or looked good, and they don't get a bye, so they're playing next weekend. So how much rest does he want to give his guys? These receivers, frankly, at this point still need reps. But uh, the market has spoken. Certainly minus two, minus two and a half yesterday. Once the announcement came in from Mahomes this afternoon, three, three and a half. So take a look at that game, who's playing uh, for the Chiefs, et cetera as far as fishy lines, chargers, cheese. All right, Wax moving along. We are going to take a look at a general look ahead to the bills. Dolphins really, really good game. This game was flexed in the Sunday night, which is cool. So we get a night game in Miami bills minus three at the dolphins. Winner does win the AFC East. A few things here. We talked a little bit about this earlier. Okay. Okay. The Dolphins are locked into the playoffs. They have secured at least a wild card spot here. If they lose, if they win, they win the division. The Bills likely, I say likely, miss the playoffs if they lose this game. Why? Because if the Bills lose and the Steelers and the Jags both win, both are favorites. Steelers are minus three and a half. Jags are minus five. So that is supposed to happen. The Bills are out. Okay. (laughs) The other thing you want to look at is the time slot. So this game was flexed, last game of the day, standalone game Sunday night. This game was flexed to Sunday night. So with the time slot of, the, of this game being Sunday night, the Bills will actually know the outcome of both the Steelers and the Jags game. The Steelers game is Saturday. The Jags game is Sunday at 1. Okay, so if both the Steelers and the Jags win, how does that affect the Bills? A lot of that added pressure on them to win this game because they know if they lose, they're out. So how does, that, how does that affect your handicap? Just something else to kind of keep in mind, monitor there as far as those two games. The other thing, the injury situation. The look-ahead line on this game, Wags, before week 17 was Dolphins minus one and a half. So we've seen a four and a half point move. What happened since then? The Bills squeezed by the Pats. The Dolphins looked awful against the Ravens. But more importantly for the Dolphins, the injuries, their injury situation got considerably worse. Tua banged up. We still don't know the status as of taping of Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, Davian Howard. They lost Bradley Chubb for the year. Tyreek's not 100%. And on top of that, the Bills came out in the last day or two. Josh Allen had, had slash has a stinger in his neck. Now he's going to play, but how is that going to affect him throughout the week in practice? Just something, something to monitor there. So a lot going on here with this Bills-Dolphins game. Any thoughts you have on this Sunday night football game?
0: Yeah, look, you really summed it up. Winner takes the division. I mean, the winner wins the AFC East, and that's huge. I mean, look, I think if this game was just for a wild card spot or something, and something, Dolphins locked it up, maybe they, they rest a lot of players. Um, you said it. Bills lose, and they might be out. Um, and they will know, as you mentioned, prior to that game. Um, so we'll, you know, if, let's say – one of those teams loses, whether it's the Steelers or the Jaguars, will you see them exhale and maybe, um, you know, not be as tight? Maybe they play loose. Maybe right. they, you know, exactly maybe they play better. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't know. Um, fact is that if the Dolphins win this game, they win the AFC East, they lock up the two seed, and most likely, I believe, they play the Bills again in Miami, which is. Kind of annoying for, you know, fans <laughs> and whatnot, um, just because... Nobody wants like, to play nobody the Bills. Play, that, yeah, yeah. Nobody, I mean, nobody wants to play the Bills. Nobody wants to play a division game again. After You know, it's just like, ugh, right, we just saw this. But um, if they lose, likely to go to Kansas City, which is frankly, not the worst yeah. matchup. I mean, obviously, you know, going into the season, you're like, oh, nobody wants to go to Arrowhead and play Kansas City, but Kansas City hasn't looked great all year. That said, you know, these are the typical times where you see teams gel and and you know, don't don't sleep on Kansas City. Kansas City has a very good defense. It's, you know, their offense that hasn't been that great up until recently, and they finally found this receiver in Rasheed Rice and, uh, you know, Kelsey hasn't really done much since, you know, he started dating Taylor Swift, and we all know Uh, the power of the P and it hasn't really been good for Kelsey. Um, We'll see if he can get it right for the playoffs because Kansas city is going to need him. Um, Otherwise, look, I mean, facts are this bills are hot right now. They won their last four games, uh, frankly, since they fired Ken Dorsey. Uh, But I think to be honest, it's a little, it's a little bit more about their defense stepping up. Uh, They held their opponents to 17 and a half points a game since Dorsey got fired. The six games prior, the average, they were giving up 23 points a game. Now, I'm not saying, you know, what they did was wrong in firing Dorsey, but what I'm saying is change is sometimes good. People within the organization can now breathe a little bit once someone's let go because maybe they thought their job was on the line, right? Things aren't going right here. Are they going to come after me? Who are they going after? Dorsey gets fired. Now they breathe. They let loose. And I think they've playing a lot, a lot more, you know, just focused a lot more clean you know since week 12 since those weeks five through 12 where things started to go awry um you know they got things back on track and i think they have a pretty you know clear mind uh moving forward uh the dolphins look they have one solid win all year at home against dallas they seem to play very very well at home i think they only have one loss at home all year and it was a really bad one i think the dolphins are want to get that one back they lose to the titans pretty Mm -hmm. much you know you arguably one of the worst losses in nfl history they you know as far as timing right they're they're up 14 in regulation they lose in reg with three minutes left and they lose that game in regulation i mean uh how bad the dolphins and dolphins fans want that win back or that loss back um you know it's tremendous so the fact is dolphins at home they play really well at home can they play well against a very good team in Buffalo who, guess what, beat them pretty badly early in the year? Like, There's some a revenge game factor here. Something else to note, which is only something a Dolphin fan would know, but you want to look at stats. The Dolphins are 8-0 all-time when wearing white-on-white at home.
1: There we just, go. Just That's saying. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Moneyline that sucker.
0: Yep. There yes, we go. So uh, f- fashion, uniform. Trends.
1: Dolphins are plus one thirty five <laughs> on the money line. No, look, I mean this is a game I haven't to get, yet, uh, but it is it is an injury report monitor game, as I like to call them. Right? I mean the the Tua thing. He, I suspect he'll play. I'm not I'm not saying he won't play, but you need to kind of read between the lines on how much practice he's getting in, that kind of thing throughout the week. Yeah, and, and
0: you know what? It's like for them, they're in, right? So, exactly right with Tua, like one bad hit, even if it's not bad and he's not out for the playoffs or like out for, you know, he can, he could go back in. Maybe they say, you know what? F it. Not worth it. Yep. Let's, let's, let's put in the backup. We'll, we'll go to Kansas City. We'll deal with this. How, how we deal with it. And, um,
1: yeah. I mean, would you rather be playing Buffalo or Kansas city? I think most people right now would say Kansas city. Now it's home versus away. I get that, but they, the Dolphins at least did play Kansas city tough in Germany earlier in the year. Yep. Could have, could have won that game. Yeah. So,
0: I, mean, look, I think Kansas city had a, a fumble return for a touchdown like the yep. last play of the half or right before mm-hmm. the half ended. That was, you know, pretty much the, the, the dagger because after that, the, Chiefs couldn't do anything on the Dolphins' defense. Now, again, you mentioned injuries. Like, the Dolphins are pretty decimated, and their depth, not that good. You yep. saw a lot of these guys go down against the Ravens, and the Ravens ate. Now, again, the Ravens are a really good team, but the Ra- the Ravens' offense and Bult, uh, Buffalo's offense, not that far apart from one another. Very yep. similar in how they operate. And, you know, facts are facts, the Dolphins with Eli Apple in there, not good. Not good. He is not a good football player. He c- he should not be playing in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and look as we talked about on the top four and a half point move. This look at line last week was Dolphins minus one and a half. So you have to ask yourself, based on what we saw in Week 17, and then the injuries is it worth four and a half points. If you say yes, then you bet Buffalo. If no, you're you're on Miami here.
0: Now I should know this, and maybe you should know this, and maybe we both don't know this, but if Pittsburgh and Jacksonville, I guess. Both
1: lose.
0: And, and Buffalo loses? What happens? Yeah. I
1: have to take a look at that one.
0: I think I think Buffalo's still in.
1: Well, I know that they don't have the tiebreakers right. against any of these teams. So I think Buffalo does need to win this game. Um, but again, you know, you're talking about a million scenarios. And then when, when, you're, so when you're reading all the stuff about scenarios, you're talking about ties. Ties come into it as well. One other thing I wanted to throw out there – when if you go to the futures board like on DraftKings, you can bet yes, no to make the playoffs. Oftentimes that number is different than the money line on this team. So the Green Bay money line, for example, is like minus one sixty six versus the Bears, but they're like minus one ninety to make the playoffs. Well, that's because you're factoring in the potential, you know, one less than one percent of a tie happening. So a lot of times you want to read what happens in, in these scenarios. If yeah, so
0: well. <laughs> the Bills can clinch a playoff berth with just a tie <clears throat> against the Dolphins. Okay. Um, but if they, I think if they tie the Dolphins, the Dolphins get the East. Now that means right. that if that is, the,
1: that is absolutely right.
0: And if the Bills, if the Steelers lose or the Jaguars lose, the Bills are in. So they do not have to win this game. There you go. So, and again, ties are so improbable. But the Bills are also in, no matter what, if Houston and the Colts tie.
1: And we saw this, whatever, a couple of years ago with the Chargers. I think the Chargers were playing the Raiders. Brandon Staley screwed it up, right? (laughs) Could have played for the tie, made it. So ties are a thing, especially after that whole thing happened in week 18 of the NFL. So something you always want to take a look at. All right, before we hit up free plays, free plays have been hot. Looking to stay hot there. I'm going to read off three questions for what is normally the Monday night football contest. But this week it is the Sunday night football contest because there's no Monday night game between the Bills and the Dolphins. If you are the first person to get all three questions correct, you get 300 bucks in site credit to hcl sportscom No questions asked, never expires. All you have to do to enter is DM your answer to either myself or Wags on either X or Instagram. Here we go. Question number one, are you taking Buffalo minus three and a half or Miami plus three and a half? Buffalo minus three and a half or the fins plus three and a half. Question two over under 50 and a half over or under 50 and a half. Question number three, the total number of receptions by Stefan Diggs, total number of receptions in the football game by Stefan Diggs, be the first person to get all three, right? Boom. 300 bucks in site credit <coughs> is yours. No questions asked. All right, my man, here we go. Free play time. Free plays have been hot. Appreciate all the nice DMs that we get from folks uh, after they win, which is always a cool thing. So we are doing it again. NFL, we are doing again a co-free play. Wags and I have talked about this game. We have signed off on it. We both agree on it. We are both on it. The free play this week for this show, the first one of 2024. We're going with the Chicago Bears, plus three, minus 105, readily available in the market if you have a cheap buy or cheap like minus 120 i would do three and a half as well but officially it'll be plus three minus 105 we talked about must win and all that does not necessarily mean must cover and yes while green bay does need this game to make the playoffs this is still a divisional rivalry game with the Bears team that is playing really really good football right now winners of four of their last five games and also playing with divisional revenge here right they lost week one to green bay at home 38 to 20. This is also Justin Fields' last opportunity to really show the Bears that he can be the guy. He can be the QB of their future. They also just signaled that Matt Everflus is going to be coming back, so some stability there from the head coaching position. And in my view, it's just it, it, it's a bit of a sell-high spot on Green Bay after what we saw to of them last week. Standalone spot at Minnesota. They won 33 to 10. Looked amazing. The public's going to come out on them. Oh, must-win team. Make the playoffs at home back in the team that has to win versus the team being the Bears with seemingly nothing to play for here. I like the motivated dog here getting a field goal in a situation where there is, would like nothing more, nothing more than to knock out their divisional rival mm. from the playoffs here. Bears plus three minus 105 free play on this pod.
0: Yeah, uh, a lot of what you said I add down as well. Look, this one also almost made my fishy play. I know ACLU and I kind of disagreed on, you know, the the line being fishy or not. Look, to me, the Bears are certainly playing very well. You mentioned they won four of their last five. Their only loss was on the road to Cleveland by three, and Cleveland's very good. So, I mean, they're obviously playing really good ball. But to me, Green Bay has also been playing extremely well they won five of their last seven and they just impressed the public on primetime new year's eve meaning anybody who was watching football or you know didn't have much to do or had family over they impressed them they won this game 33 to 10 by the way the vikings had to win too and they did this um the packers now control their destiny if the packers win they're in the playoffs and the bears the bears are already out are eliminated. They have no chance. So to me, it's like, okay, I can take the Packers at home giving a field goal and they have to win. They're obviously motivated against a team that might not be that motivated. But so that's why I was saying, okay, it's fishy, right? Because basically they're saying on a neutral field, they're even teams. And well, you know, maybe that could be true. Um, the fact is that the, the Packers are motivated here. The Bears already have the number one pick locked up thanks to the Carolina Panthers. So I'm not sure they care as much about losing, right? You might say, well, the Bears, you know, they're eliminated. They, they, they want to lose. They want to tank. Well, not really, because they already have the number one pick. And what's the difference between pick number one and 10 or pick number one and 12, let's say? Yeah. Not too much, right? They could always, you know, who knows what they're going to do. Uh, you mentioned that um, Fields is playing for his job. So, the you know, the Bears could be drafting Caleb Williams or – Michael Penix or whoever they're going to take with a quarterback one, or they could be taking Marvin Harrison, Jr. or Odunza, you know, whoever as trade the pick again, trade back, which I will say time and time again, I will almost always trade back. And not this year.
1: I wouldn't do it, but I take your point.
0: Almost always. I love to uh, stockpile picks, but back Mm -hmm. to this bears team. I think the Bears want to build momentum going into 2024. They've already done a great job winning four of the last five. They hate Green Bay. They hate Green Bay. They hate the Packers. The Packers have owned the Bears mm-hmm. year for the last several years. They want nothing more than to ruin the green Bay Packers chances of the play getting into the playoffs. And that is why I want to take the bears here. Plus three, they are going to be playing so hard. They're going to be playing physical fields is going to be motivated to have a great game. The bears giving, getting points here, yeah, your point is, yeah, you know, just be, just to win, like, 21-20 Packers, 24-23, I think the Bears could win this game. There's Absolutely. no reason they can't, um, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for it on this free play. Give me the Bears.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever you're looking at these Week 18 dogs that are eliminated from the playoffs – You want to look at motivation, right? I mean, you look at we talked about some of these other games. The Washington Commanders come to mind. They know their coach is getting fired Monday. They know they're getting rid of of Sam Howell. They're getting a new quarterback like, you know, one, two, three Cancun for the Washington Commanders, right? The Bears, coach coming back. Quarterback wants to come back. A lot of, of positive momentum for this team over the last month, month and a half. And they have the opportunity, unlike the Commanders, to literally knock out Green Bay from the playoffs. So what better motivation than that? So I agree with you, Wags. Take the three. uh, Maybe sprinkle a little bit on the money line there. Uh, I think the Bears could definitely win this game as well. But we are going to go Bears plus three minus 105 on the free play. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Good stuff. Uh, College football national title game package is up on the website. NFL playoff package will be going up as well after week 18. Uh, Hockey is hot, hot, hot college basketball, hot NBA going well as well. So everything is up on the site and the Australian open, my man, I know, I know you're pumped. It's a little tennis down under the Australian open a little over a week away. So that package is up as well. Good stuff. Wags, anything else before we get out of here?
0: Yeah. Just one more thing. I've never seen (laughs) as much coverage on social media than I have on player incentives that I have this year. It is covering. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's in- funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great. Yeah. I mean, look, there's so many different individual players who have incentives to, you know, get a sack, you know, they're, they're a half a sack away from a hundred thousand dollars or, you know, they're 69 and a half, you yeah. know, 71 yards away from, yeah. um, you know, uh, total yards from hitting an incentive these are true. Don't think that the books aren't sharp to this also. They know this. Um yes, there are some value plays there, but just be cognizant of the ones you take. Don't just go listen to and 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 go bet every single one of these that you see um you know that 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 someone posts out there. Be smart Think about which ones, which teams are motivated um, to do well. I think Singletary could be an interesting one uh, with the Texans. I think he's like, again, I don't want to missay this, but I think he's somewhere in the seventies in total yep. yards away from hitting a $250,000 bonus. Um, yeah. Like the Texans are motivated. They need to win and you know, it could be a good matchup. So That could be an interesting one, but just don't get fooled on, on some of these where, you know, maybe they're not as motivated. Uh, Maybe the coaches aren't going to give you know, play them as much. Like one of them, I think Deandre Hopkins is eight catches away or something from hitting his eight catches a lot. Good luck to that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, yeah. Like, is it possible (laughs) that they're going to throw quick screens to him and, or, you know, wide receiver, like, yeah, it's possible, but like, You know, just be smart with the ones, see which ones are actual, um, you know, within reach and, and, you know, try to go after it. Um, But good luck. Week 18, there are some value plays out there. Feel free to DM myself or ACL um, as, you know, the coming week comes up. We'll we'll give you as best advice as we can without giving away um, any of our plays.
1: Well said. Good stuff. Could not agree more. All right. That is this week's pod. We are back next week where we'll be talking NFL playoffs, which is really, really exciting. Good stuff. All right. For WAGs, I'm ACL. That is this week's pod. Talk to you guys next week, and good luck on all your plays.